Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 23rd of June. With close to 15,000 new cases of the novel coronavirus and over 300 deaths reported in the last 24 hours, the country's COVID-19 tally has reached up to 4,40,215, including 14,011 deaths. The Indian Council of Medical Research has said that a total of 71.37 lakh samples have been tested for COVID-19 so far. According to the World Health Organization's latest count, 13 experimental vaccines are being tested on humans and more than 120 others are in early stages of development. Meanwhile, in India, the pandemic has led the yoga guru and founder of the Patanjali brand, Ramdev, to come up with an Ayurvedic cure for coronavirus. Ramdev launched two supposed COVID cure medicines called Coronil and Swasara today. The guru said, and I quote, The whole country and the world was waiting for medicine or a vaccine for coronavirus. We are proud to announce that the first Ayurvedic, clinically controlled, trial-based evidence and research-based medicine has been prepared by the combined efforts of Patanjali Research Centre and NIMS. Unquote. Acharya Balakrishna, the chief executive officer of Patanjali, said that the Corona kit will be made available just at 545 rupees only. Ramdev underlined that the necessary approvals for conducting the trials of the medicine on patients had been taken from competent authorities. If you can read Hindi, then do read Basant's report titled Patanjali Wale Acharya Balakrishna ke Corona Ilad Sambandhi Dave ki Partal. You'll find the report on News Laundry Hindi. A translation of the report will be made available very soon for our English readers. As coronavirus rages in the country, some of India's richest people and health tech startups have created an alliance to try and transform India's failing healthcare system. The Loose Alliance, including Infosys Limited co-founders Nandan Nilekani and Chris Gopalakrishnan, as well as prominent startups from Practo to Policy Bazaar, will make an attempt to create online platforms for hospital care and doctor consultations. Now, with the lockdown being lifted and the Prime Minister urging the country to become Atmanirbhar, Congress President Sonia Gandhi has called out the Modi government for the pandemic that continues to rage in the country. Gandhi said, and I quote, The mismanagement of the pandemic will be recorded as one of the most disastrous failures of the Modi government. Actually, people have been left to protect themselves as best as possible. Unquote. The former Prime Minister Manmohan Singh also said that the pandemic is not being tackled with the courage and magnitude needed to tackle the crisis. In other news, seeking expansion of food entitlements, Sonia Gandhi has asked the Prime Minister to continue the supply of 5 kg free food grains to priority households for another three months and issue temporary ration cards to all such households to address the hunger crisis amid the pandemic. Citing the rise in cases, former Chief Minister of Karnataka H.D. Kumaraswamy has urged Prime Minister Modi to announce a nationwide lockdown for 20 more days. He wrote on Twitter, and I quote, I urge the Prime Minister to notice the selective seal-down in containment zones has not served its purpose of arresting the pandemic and to impose a further 20 days national lockdown. Let us not put the economy ahead of people's safety. Unquote. The tally of coronavirus cases in Odisha has crossed the 5,000 mark. Despite this, the Supreme Court has approved the Jagannath Rath Yatra procession, which began in Puri today. The Odisha government has launched a massive test drive for 1,500 people. However, in Gujarat, the High Court has decided to continue with its stay on Rath Yatra processions across the state. 
The state has decided that the procession will be allowed along the original route while restricting public participation. The procession will also have to be concluded by 11 a.m. The court also said that the procession will not see any of the usual stops, no distribution of prasad will be allowed and it will have only five persons each pulling the three chariots. In Delhi, which is on top of India's COVID charts as the second most affected state after Maharashtra, the health department has issued an SOP which states that the people who test positive by rapid antigen method will be examined by a medical officer at the testing site to assess the severity of the illness and a team of district surveillance officers will contact these patients over phone to assess the category of illness. In Maharashtra, the worst affected state with 1,36,000 cases, the situation is only worsening. While the cases are still on a rise in North Mumbai, the police and the BMC are not on the same page on imposing a restriction-heavy lockdown to contain the outbreak. While the police wants a total lockdown to be enforced in the region, a senior BMC official said that the proposal was disastrous. He said that new cases are coming from high rises in the region rather than slums and that the civic body was aware of the situation. However, amid these dark times, certain places are showing signs of recovery. Ahmedabad saw a trend reversal for the third consecutive day when the number of patients discharged exceeded the number of new COVID-19 patients in the district. In Uttar Pradesh too, for the second consecutive day, the number of active COVID-19 patients dropped with a surge in the number of people recovering. On June 19th, Prime Minister Modi held a meeting with all major political parties to discuss the standoff with China in Ladakh. More than the meeting, Modi's concluding remarks stole the limelight and sparked a storm. He denied any Chinese intrusion into the Indian territory. He said, and I quote, Neither have they intruded into our border, nor has any post been taken over by them. Twenty of our Jawans were martyred, but those who dared Bharat Mata, they were taught a lesson. Unquote. Now, it isn't often that India's top English newspapers unite in censuring Narendra Modi. But that is what happened on Monday. Upset with his recent remarks about the Ladakh clash, the four leading dailies in their editorials questioned and condemned the Prime Minister. To find out what they had to say exactly, read Ayan's report titled Ammunition to China. Top English dailies rally against Modi's remarks on the Ladakh clash. You'll find the report on newslaundry.com. And while you're at it, do check out all the other stuff we do. From podcasts and video interviews to in-depth ground reports, it's all just a click away. Also, I think now is a good time to remind you, dear listeners, that News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. We sincerely believe that news can only serve true public interest if it is free from the clutches of advertisers and sponsors. And that is why we depend on you, that is the public, to keep us going. If you think we are doing a good job, please consider subscribing. The lowest plan begins for as little as 300 rupees a month. Now for some international updates on the virus. Globally, the coronavirus has infected 9.1 million people so far and 472,000 people have died of it. The United States continues to be the worst affected country with over 2.3 million cases. It is followed by Brazil with 1.1 million cases and Russia with more than 591,000 cases. With the coronavirus outbreak spreading almost uncontrollably, the World Health Organization has said that the record levels of the new daily COVID-19 cases are due to the fact that the pandemic is peaking in a large number of big countries at the same time and reflect a change in the virus's global activity.
The head of the organization, Dr. Tedros, has also warned that world leaders must not politicize the outbreak but unite to fight it. Dr. Tedros, who has faced criticism from US President Donald Trump, said that it took over three months for the world to see one million confirmed infections, but it took just eight days to see the most recent one million cases. He said, and I quote, The greatest threat we face now is not the virus itself, it is the lack of global solidarity and global leadership. Unquote. In a concerning revelation, UNESCO's 2020 Global Education Monitoring Report has pointed out that nearly 260 million children missed out on school in 2018 and the coronavirus pandemic has only worsened the problem. On a brighter side, it also said that the pandemic was an opportunity for change and a rethinking of our education systems. Poorer children, girls, the disabled and immigrants are among those at a disadvantage. With the need for online education speeding up, the situation got only worse when some 90% of the world's school children could not afford the internet, computers or mobile phones. In the United States, an alarming surge was recorded across the South and West because of resistance amongst many Americans to wearing masks and keeping their distance from others. Meanwhile, New York City, one of the most lethal hotspots in the US, has lifted most of its restrictions, moving a big step closer to normal. President Donald Trump has also signed an executive order to suspend several categories of foreign work visas, including the H-1B visa, till the end of 2020. This comes amid a sharp increase in unemployment rates in the US because of the coronavirus pandemic. Meanwhile, in Pakistan, hospitals are turning away patients. But with the economy there teetering, the government remains determined to reopen the country. The country's death toll has now crossed 3,000. New cases have also been rising steeply in Mexico, Colombia, Indonesia and South Korea. Saudi Arabia has banned international visitors from making the Islamic pilgrimage or Hajj this year. After limiting this year's Hajj to a limited number of people from different nationalities living in the country, the government has decided to refund the application money of pilgrims without any deductions. Reacting to the reports of Malaysia planning to send some 269 Rohingya people back to the sea on the boat that they arrived on, Doctors Without Borders has raised its concerns. Beatrice Lau, the organization's head of mission in Malaysia, has said that returning the Rohingyas was a violation of the customary international law principle of non-refoulement and could lead to many more deaths. On June 8th, Malaysia had detained the Rohingyas after their boat was discovered off the resort island of Langkawi. Australia's second most populated state of Victoria is seeing a jump in infections in the community and has extended its state of emergency to July 12th. Officials have said that the number of cases have spread because of the people's carelessness in maintaining basic COVID-19 norms. The main COVID-19 hotspot is in Melbourne. Coming to some non-coronavirus news. The Delhi High Court has finally granted bail to Jamia Millia Islamia student Safura Zargar, who was arrested in connection to the Delhi riots that occurred in February this year. The centre did not oppose her bail plea on humanitarian grounds. Zargar was arrested on April 10th. Solicitor General Tushar Mehta told Justice Rajiv Shakdar that the centre has no problem with Zargar being released on bail as long as she does not engage in activities for which she is being investigated. The judge then directed the Jamia student to not get involved in activities that may hamper the inquiry against her. Shagdar added that she will have to seek permission of the court concerned before leaving Delhi. 
The 30-year-old, who is five months pregnant, was also directed to furnish a personal bond of 10,000 rupees and to contact the investigating officer on the phone at least once in 15 days. The court stated that the bail order shall not be cited as a precedent either in this case or in any other case. Zargar, who is the media coordinator of the Jamia Coordination Committee, has been booked under the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act. The prosecution has alleged that she made an inflammatory speech on February 23rd that led to the violence and rioting in northeast Delhi, leaving at least 53 people dead and hundreds injured over the course of three days. Our reporters Basant and Ayush followed the aftermath of the Delhi riots. Did you know, with the exception of Ankit Sharma, all those killed and dumped in the drains during the Delhi riots were Muslims? The report is titled, Delhi Carnage, the story of one mob, two drains and five murders. Do find it on newslaundry.com and do not forget to subscribe. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.